Good morning. Good morning. morning. I'm going to do a lot of scanning. <laughs> Y'all are spread out. <laughs> Not used to that. No, it's, it's good. So good to be back, yeah? Yeah, man. So good to be back. Oh, man. Turn your Bibles to John chapter 15. And then brace yourself. Winter is coming. Hey, just a big thank you. I mean, there is so much that you probably realize there's a little running around this morning. There's like so much that goes into live streaming and there's so much that goes into just all the technical stuff that no one has to worry about except for the people that are worrying about it. And uh, just thank you. Like Kyle and Rachel, you do so much during the week to keep this stuff going and to set this stuff up. So thank you. And then, and then Phoenix back there, if you haven't met Phoenix, he's just a, he's awesome. We we don't love him because he's our sound man. We just love that. He's also our sound man. We we love him because he's a son and a brother, but he also happens to be a sound genius. So, and he's very talented. And thank you, Sammy, for filling in on the drums today for Bradley. Glad to have you here. All right. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, we just invite you to remove all distractions right now. We invite you, Holy Spirit, to to convict our hearts. We invite you, Lord, to deafen our ears to any voice that's not your voice. We want to look on your word and your truth, see it, understand it, make it a part of who we are, and then act on its truth. And we need your help, Holy Spirit. We need your help this morning. Come and pour out fire. Come and baptize with love. We want you and all that comes with you in any way you want to bring it. We love your word, and we want all of it to be hidden in our hearts, not the parts that are convenient, easy to remember, or that flow off the tongue in an easy situation that we think we can apply in and out of contexts. We want all of it. We love you, and we trust you this morning to plant seeds, Lord, to water them, to bring increase. We trust you for the fruit of life and ministry. We trust you for the fruit in relationships. Cause us to be effective members of the body this morning, God. Life-giving members, Lord, as you said, we all have something to bring. Let us bring joyfully and use effectively what you've put in each one of us. We love you, Jesus. Amen. I'm going to read. It's like I have so much to say and so many, you know, I just want to make all my jokes that I've been holding in for, but I'm I'm not going to. It's okay. I can email them to you if you want. Um, But I just, I just, this, my favorite, if you, I've said this before, but if you don't know me, if you knew that my favorite passage of scripture, it's all my favorite, but I mean, if I had to like highlight, it's John chapter 13 through John chapter 17. 
to the end of it. Just, I mean, in my journey of, uh, you know, years ago, trying to set aside what I thought I knew and relearn uh, specifically about the Holy Spirit. But in order to learn about the Holy Spirit, you have to learn about <laughs> all of them. Jesus, you have to learn about the Father. You have to learn, and, and the revelation of, of Jesus and his character in John chapter 13 through 17 is, uh, is unlike any other place in the Word, in my opinion. And so I, I've spent a lot of time here. I want to talk specifically today from this passage in, in John 15. I'm going to read just the first eight verses. You guys can read along with me, but then we're going to center in on one verse. And it's really good. I just encourage you. I think this is weighty. I, I, I believe with conviction that it's from the Lord. Um, you know, I promise I'm not just preaching it because I had this one in my back pocket. I actually had to put this one together. Um, but the, when the information is so in you, when the truth is so in you, it, the, the, way that the, Lord, the way that the Lord brings it out for you to bring it as a teaching is just so sweet and tender. He's like, hey, hey, I know you know this, but, and then just adds to it, and it's awesome. So I encourage you to let the Lord do that to you this morning. I'm sure many of you, if not all of you, have read this passage hundreds of times. And, but, it, but I pray that it, it is heard fresh this morning. Chapter 15, verse 1, reading from the NIV. It says, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. I should have set the context a little. I'm sorry. Jesus is speaking with his disciples. You're already clean. That's what Kyle just read. You are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he's like a branch that's thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be given to you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. A lot of what we're going to talk, I'm going to center in on a passage here in just a sec, but a lot of what we're going to talk about today is that uh, uh, idea, that concept of remaining in Him, abiding in Him. Your, your, your uh, translation might say abiding in Him. Uh, it's the same word. Uh, how many of you have ever quoted or had quoted to you? Just ask whatever you wish. Ask whatever you wish and he'll give it to you, right? I mean, you've had that quote. You've probably said it. Some of you are like, no, I've never said that. But it, what's really cool, is it, and there's a few others too, Psalm 91, there's another one we'll talk about in just a sec. But there's conditions yeah. based on all those things. And remain and abide is, is the majority of that condition. And we're going to talk about that. It's so important um, meeting these conditions. Verse 4 is where we're going to center in. It says, remain in me and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. That word remain is the Greek word meno. M-E-N-O with a little over the O. It means to abide or stay close. It means to wait. Uh, it means to uh, be next to. Um, it's used 118 times in the New Testament. 
and the Apostle John in this gospel uses it 40 times. So a third of its usages are in one book. And then the Apostle John goes on to use it 28 more times. More than half of its usages in the entire New Testament are by one person. And I'll tell you what, if you read John's writings, you read the Gospel of John, you know that he refers to himself as the disciple who Jesus loved. And I'm, I'm convinced that the Apostle John understood intimacy with Jesus in a way that few of the other disciples understood it, if, if any, or at, at least at a different level. And I think that the reason for that, one of the reasons anyways, is because he understood the concept of remaining in him or abiding in him or being next to him or waiting on him. He understood that and he reaped the benefits of it. The word may know or remain, abide, it's a verb, which is what? An action statement, right? It's a, it's, it means that it, when you see a verb, it means, okay, got to do. It's a do word. It says, no branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. And it's to the, later on in verse 8, it says, and it's to the Father's glory that we bear much fruit, showing ourselves to be true disciples of Jesus. So you have the true vine, Jesus. You have us, the branches. He says, if you are not connected to me, there will be no fruit at the end of your branches. And, and it brings me glory, or it's to my glory, that you bear fruit. So it's not like, well, it's okay if I don't bear fruit. He's like, no, 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 you need to be bearing fruit. But you can't do it unless you're plugged into me. You can't do it unless you're remaining in me. It won't, it won't happen. I've heard uh, many, many people um, quote Psalm 91 over the last... Actually, I've heard many people quote parts of Psalm 91 in the past two months. And that's good. It's a, uh, it's a very, very timely passage. It's a great verse. We've mem- a couple years ago, we had to challenge the whole church to memorize it. It's great. It is, it is powerful. But I'll tell you what, I haven't heard too many people quote verse 1, but I've heard a lot of verses 2 through 16, okay? But verse 1 actually sets the condition to where verses 2 through 16 can happen. You guys understand, in verse 1, it says, He who abides or dwells or remains, depending on which translation, in the shelter of the Most High, that's the condition, will then you have the rest of it. And all the rest of it is great. But look, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High, just stop right there, whoever dwells in, and then will rest in the shadow of the Almighty, and then it goes on verses 2 through 16. It's just powerful. But a lot of times we want all the benefits. We want all the, all the protection. We want to rest in the shadow. We want to come under the wings. We want to do it without dwelling. It's like we want drive-through Jesus, and he is ready to give us five-course sit-down, European-style Jesus, where you spend three to five hours at a meal. And we're like, no, we want three to five minutes through the drive-through. You drive by Chick-fil-A, and there's more than 15 cars. You keep driving. She's like, I don't want to wait. It's too long. And so often, actually, the answer is to dwell, remain, wait. It takes time. So I want to give this morning just some practical here. Um of practical ways that we can remain in the vine as branches, okay? We can remain in, how do you remain in Jesus? You just said, remain in me and I'll remain in you. Well, I want him to remain in me, so how do I remain in him? There's just three things that we're gonna go through. Uh, you can write them down. I encourage you uh, to write them down. They're, they're easy. You've heard them before, but I want you to hear them in this context. I want you to hear them where he said, it's good that you bear fruit and you can't bear fruit unless you're remaining in me. 
so I want to bear fruit. I hope you do too. And so I, I need reminders of how to remain in him. These are very easy things to do. Number one is spend time every day with the Lord in prayer, meditation, and reading his word. Prayer, meditation, and reading his word every day. Prayer is a, is a communication. We've talked about prayer a lot here, but I'm just going to touch. It's just communication. I, it doesn't, it, it's great when I have time to sit down, listen, speak, just dote on the Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. And then we ask, right? Let's not do it the other way around. Um, and, 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 but to hear from him and then to, to just pour out our hearts and to intercede and to lift up our loved ones and, to, and, just, and that's great. We can also do it on the run. Lord, you're good. Pray in the spirit. I pray in the spirit a lot, especially now that I'm, I'm working. I'm in different people's houses. I'm running all over the place a lot. And I'm, I'm basically, I'm usually with my, you know, if I'm, I'm using loud tools, no one can hear me anyways, right? It's the impact wrench. And I'm like, you know, so it's, it, it, it's convenient. It works really well. Anyways, meditation it means to chew on it. Chew on his word, chew on his truth, chew on it, just digest it over and over and over. Think about it. Write scriptures, print them out, put it in front of you. Meditate on his goodness. Ask questions, meditate on the answers. And then to be in his word. I'm telling you, I'm not talking about, you don't have to sit down and do a, a, a Bible study for an hour every day, but you got to get it inside of you. You have to hide the word in your heart. Psalm 119, 105 says, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And I'll tell you what, it's a lot easier to walk through darkness when you have lights and lamps. It's just a lot easier. Matthew 6, says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things will be added onto you. We have to start first and foremost. The most elementary and practical way to remain in him is to spend time with him. It's to spend time in prayer with him, just to sit in his presence, to meditate on his goodness and to read his word. Lord, I want you to speak. I went through a season just recently. I'm just, I'm going, oh, I'm not hearing from the Lord. I'm not hearing from the Lord. I'm not hearing from the Lord. Just kind of stupid to say because we've all heard from the Lord, right? He has his revelation right here. But I meant like, I'm not having prophetic dreams and he's not showing up and saying this and people are, and I, but, and it's good because I've tasted and seen that the Lord is good. And I don't want to settle for things lower. So that's, there's like a good component in there, but also like when I'm not hearing from the Lord, you just need to eat more of this up and, 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 then you start to hear from him because <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's, you know, his revelation and all. So it's good. We often ask God to do so much for us, right? Especially when, you know, we'll, we'll ignore him and then things get hard and then all of a sudden it's like, oh Lord. And you're like doing pant, what I call panic repentance, where you're just like going back through the last two months. Oh, I'm sorry for that. 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 <laughs> and it's like, you know, like machine gun repentance. And, uh, but, but, and we're like, okay, God. Now do your part and just deliver me from all this stuff right now. Bring all the money I need right now. Bring all this stuff and get, you know, get this person from my work fired so I don't see him every day right now. All this stuff. And, and the Lord's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, it's, it's this idea. Now, I love God because he's so good and oftentimes he just does it. He'll just show up and do it. How many guys have you had, like, you've totally neglected the Lord and then cried out to him and he immediately shows up and answers you? Yeah. Do you know why he does that? Because he's, he's good. He's much better than you. Thank God. 
But I'll tell you what, we don't put, when we don't put our effort in and our part, we start to develop a lifestyle of distance mm. from the Lord, which is the opposite of remaining. Whoa. So if we've developed a lifestyle of distance because we haven't put in the time and the effort in, on our part, he's still good and he's still God and he still loves us. Yeah. And he still will fulfill his promises. But if we're not meeting the conditions, we're actually, we're actually holding his hand back saying, no, I'm not going to do my part. And he's going, well, I want to do mine. Mm. Well, I'm not going to do mine, but I want to do mine. Mm. He's not saying, well, fine, if you're not going to do yours, then I'm not going to do mine. He's sitting there like, let me do this. We just have to, we have to do our part, put the time in. Somebody gave me a, I haven't actually used this in an evangelistic setting yet, but somebody told me one time, I can't remember who this was, but they, they were uh, sharing the gospel with someone. And they said, well, do you know what's going to happen when you die? Like, do you have any assurance? And they said, well, I'll probably, I'm just going to go to heaven. You know, if, if God's good, then I'll just go to heaven. And, and he said, okay. He said, so like, what makes you think that, like, you live your whole life and you give God nothing. And then like, when you die, he's just going to give you everything. And they were like, uh, I thought that's good. It's a good word. It's not even a verse. It's just a good word. <laughs> Number two, be quick to confess and repent of sin. Remember, these are ways that we can remain in him. Be quick to confess and repent of sin. I could also add in here, be quick to forgive when, when you're sinned against. But sin separates us from God. I say, Isaiah 59, 2 says, but your iniquities have separated you from God. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear Thank God for the new covenant. I thank you, Lord, for uh, the fact that we can come right to you and that you've already forgiven us and that if we confess our sins, you're faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The quicker we confess, which means agree, right? Come into agreement with. So like we do something wrong and the Lord says that's wrong. And we go, yeah, that was wrong. That's confession. Yeah, yeah. And then we repent. Repent means to change your mind or turn around and change direction. So I'm going this way. I'm walking this road of sin towards Jessica. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and, then I, and, then I, and then I go, oh, whoops, I'm going to repent. It's a 180 degree turn. And I'm turning around. Now I'm walking Come on. the right road. The quicker we do that, the quicker we get back into remaining in him. Yeah. The quicker we get back into unhindered and uninterrupted communication and prayer between our father. Remember, he never changes. But we change the situation sometimes. Wow. Is making sense? Yeah. Number three. What was number one? Number one was spend time every day in prayer, meditation, and the word. Number two, be quick to confess and repent sin, repent of sin. And number three is become an act become an active and involved member of a local church. If that church is River in the Hills, so like most of y'all are here, so that's unless you're visiting from somewhere else, most of y'all fit that category. But if you're listening online, this applies to you wherever you're at. Become an active and involved member of a local church. Yeah. If it's RIF, here's how you do that here. So like, here's your, how do, how do I become an active and involved member of a local church? And I'm gonna tell you why it's important in a minute. Now we ask four things here. We go over these things in our RIF 101 class. We've said them from the platform several times, but we, we basically, caught, we, we sat down 18 months ago or two years ago and said we need to narrow it down what are we calling our people to if we say river in the hills is your church home what 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 are we calling you to number one is to 
attend and, and, and volunteer on Sunday mornings. So like, be here. That's good. And uh, number one, or uh, number one, the subsection of that, you know, attend or attend on Sunday mornings. I just had this word from the Lord. This wasn't in my notes until this morning, actually. This part that I'm about to read, um, I had this picture of because many of us have been in church for a long time. So, for instance, I was in church for a long time uh, at this one church, and I was I was volunteering in a certain area, and uh, I was not gifted to volunteer in that certain area. And the person knew it. I told them I am not gifted to volunteer in this certain area, but I will do it because I am willing. And I and it was true. I, you can be gifted and not willing, and you can be willing and not gifted. But it's really great when you're gifted and willing. That's, that's your wheelhouse, right? Everybody up here on the platform is gifted and willing and leading yeah. worship, right? Nobody up here is like gifted but not willing or willing but not gifted. If they're willing but not gifted, I'll tell you, I know Rachel very well, and she would not let them up here. So it's just, it's just very good. But I'm, I'm telling you, when you... When the Lord releases you from something, so what happened was I, I, I was just, I told Kaylee, I can't, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> like I need a break. And, uh, and so, and I felt a release from the Lord. So I went to the leader and I said, I, I'm going to have to step, take a step back from this. And they said, oh, great. And it was all good. But do not, if you're in a rest season, all right, or like time off, do not get stuck in your rest season. Okay. Because that is laziness and complacency. If you're like, oh, the Lord, the Lord gave me a break. The Lord gave me a break. And that's good. And I don't know how long your rest season is. And Pastor Glenn doesn't know how long your rest season is. And the person sitting next to you doesn't know how. You know how long it is. The Holy Spirit will tell you. You have to ask him. Do not get stuck. I just had that word this morning. I was like, oh, the Lord has released so many people. And we went, oh, thank God I don't ever have to do anything again. Whoa. No, no. It was a rest and recharge time. So anyways, that's, if that applies to you, please stand up and raise your hand. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> if that applies to you, there's signups in the lobby for uh, kids ministry. I'm just kidding. Number two. Uh, so this is, these are subsections of number three. There's so many numbers. I should have done letters. Letter two. Um, give generously in tithes and offerings to River in the Hills Church. This is, so these are, these are the things that the four things we call you to, to be uh, an active and involved member of the church. Give, give, give generously in tithes and offerings. And, and you know what? I, I have so many teachings. I'm actually writing a book on giving and, and tithes and offerings and stuff like that. I have none of that in here, which is great because it's just a real simple thing I want to mention today. Well, this is your family, right? This is your family. If God's placed you here in Riverland Church, he's placed you in a family. One of the reasons Jesus died was to place us in families. Okay, so this is that we're the body, we're a family. These are timeless metaphors, right? Kathy is my is my sister in Christ, and also speaks to me with a motherhood anointing in Christ. So you can be multiple different things in the body, but you are family. And I'll tell you what: what would happen if you didn't contribute money to your family at home? What would happen? Y'all wouldn't eat. You would you would be homeless. I'm just saying, if I if if I as the leader of my household, the under shepherd of my household, decided that I wasn't gonna use the money that I earn because I because I earn the money, if I wasn't gonna use that money to support my family, I would be a terrible member of my family. Like that, not only is it disobedience to, to what the Lord's called me to as a man and a leader and a husband and a father, but it's just wrong. This is ugly. 
So I just, I, I had that word this morning too. These subsections are all things that, that I got downloaded while sitting in the prayer room this morning. Wow. Number three, the third thing we call you to is to join and stay involved in a home group. And if you've been to one, it kind of speaks for itself. But Acts 2.42 says that, you know, the, the, when the church started to become the church after Pentecost, it says that they, meaning the early church, devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayers. That's what we do at home group. We eat, we fellowship, we get in the word, and we, and we do body ministry, and we pray. And, and it's amazing. It's a great place to fail. It's a great place to learn. It's very safe. And number four is to get involved in the Lake Travis prayer room. Lake Travis prayer room, I call it the honey hole. I, and so the reason for that is on Lake Travis, there's this little spot, and I will not tell you where it is unless you take me fishing in your boat. Um, <laughs> but there's this little spot that me and my buddy Garner call the honey hole. And it's this little, this little place back in one, I'm not gonna tell you where it is. <laughs> but every, we fish the whole, we just like, well, I'm gonna fish over here, fish, 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 and we're like, why do we even do this? Let's just go to the honey hole. <laughs> and so we go back to the honey hole, and we start at one end, and we cast out a few lines, and then we just troll right through it. And every single time we troll through it, they're just biting and hitting. We, we pulled out of there one time with so much white bass. It, we were, stringers full of white bass. We were just like, oh, now we have to go clean it all. You know, it's just like, oh, but it tasted so good. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, there hasn't been a time that we fished there where we didn't catch anything. Well, there hasn't been a time that I sat in the prayer room for any amount of time, whether it's 30 seconds, 30 minutes, two hours, six hours, whatever the amount of time is, where I don't catch something. Yeah. That's good. And so it's just a good play. I mean, that's just a quick, there's so much to say on that, but that's as much as I'll say for now. Spend time every day with the Lord in prayer, meditation, and reading his word. Be quick to confess sin and become active and involved in your local church. The local church is the body of Christ, and it's no mistake, uh, metaphor, when we stay close to his body, we stay close to him. It's a great way to remain in the Lord. Also, we spur one another on to love and good deeds. I need you and you need me. Romans 12, four through five says, for as one body, we have many members and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. You can be a, a finger. You can be an arm. It doesn't matter what body parts you are. You're useful and you're not the other body part. Whoa. Right? And, it's, and we need everyone and every gifting that everyone's been bestowed by the Holy Spirit. We need it. And actually, if you've been gifted with something and you're not bringing it, you're, you're, you're hurting the rest of us. You're hurting yourself. You're hurting the rest of us. And I'm just so, I'm so thankful for all the giftings that I see, and I know most of you, I know many of your giftings, I've seen them worked out, and it's just amazing. It flows so much easily when we're all working together. It's just, it's just easy. I'm so thankful for that. I just wanna pray for you all right now. Um, pray for myself also. Hey, that's what Jesus did in John 17. He prays for a bunch of people, then he prays for himself. So it's legal, I can do it. <laughs> But I'm just, I'm encouraged this morning by so many different things that we get to meet together. I'm encouraged by that. 
I'm encouraged by the lack of fear that I see in everyone. Thank you for that. That helps me. I'm encouraged by, uh, I'm encouraged by the humility I see, right? Um, I overheard your word, Kathy, in Sunday school. I didn't fit in the room, but I overheard your word about masks and about how, and you said it to Glenn. I, Glenn said, let's not wear a mask and then on the inside be all, eh. and I turned to Kaylee and I said, I'm wearing a mask in my heart. I said, no, I'm doing the opposite. You know, but, but Kathy said, Kathy said what, or, and Todd, they both had words that said, like, if, if you wear one, it doesn't mean you don't have faith. If you don't wear one, it doesn't mean you do have faith. <laughs> and, and the opposites are both, are both true. It has no bearing on that. It just has a bearing on a, many other things. Your convictions. You need to follow your personal convictions. The law. You need to follow the law. Now the law says you don't have to wear it. And that's fine. But H-E-B says you do have to wear it. And guess what? H-E-B is a privately owned company and they can say you need to wear yellow shirts. And if you're not wearing a yellow shirt, they don't have to let you in. They'll probably get sued, but that's their problem. I'm just saying, if you want to shop at H-E-B, wear a mask. If you don't, go shop somewhere else where they don't require it. You don't have to anymore? Sure, Baba. Anyways, I really appreciated the it all things are all things are permissible, but not all things are beneficial. It's good. And it's just very true. I mean it's just how do we, how can we help other people? How can we, you know, some people are okay with giving with I'm getting I'm gonna have a t-shirt made. Like, I'm good with hugging if you're good with hugging. <laughs> that that way people can just approach me for the hug and I don't have to go like <laughs> How many of you have done that the last couple of days? You're like, hey, good morning. Yeah. Like, don't know what to do with your hands when you see someone. Hey. <laughs> right? It's awkward, I know, I get it. I pray that that's all over soon. And you know what? I, I, I've said it up here, this last thing I'll say. I said it up here, I've said it before that I pray that we don't ever go back to normal. In the, in the whole like, because I think that's, I think if we do, then we've missed everything that the Lord's accomplished in the last couple months, but to the, but rather get to the new normal. But I, I refuse to believe a negative overview of a new normal. And I encourage you to, to rebuke, curse, and refuse to believe any negative overview of a new normal. And yeah, because it comes like this, like, well, this is probably just going to be life from now on. No. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. not going to be my life. I promise you that. Yeah. You can come to Nate and Kaylee's house, and we, we partied yesterday already. We're like, we're like, oh, stay-at-home orders over? Who wants to come over? <laughs> you know, and, and I'm, I'm, we're very respectful. I'm not being flippant. I'm just saying I refuse to have a fatalistic outlook yeah. on anything that's happening. But you know what? I've, I've had that outlook for years. I've refused to have a fatalist outlook before pan, this pan, so-called pandemic. Sorry, I have to say so-called. <laughs> and, 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 and so I, it's so possible with the Holy Spirit, so possible with the Lord to see things the way that, that he sees them, to see, Lord, we need your eyes. We need heaven's outlook. Paul Wyatt preached a message years ago about having the balcony view, yeah. right? Like, Lord, take us up to your balcony and show us. Or then we could go, oh, and then we can get excited about tomorrow and not like, oh, I got to go to the store tomorrow. Oh, what time tomorrow? Oh. And I'll tell you what, I said this before too. I'm not shaming you if you watch the news, but turn off the news. Like, because it's bad. 
I'm, I'm not saying that the that channel or the people are inherently evil. I'm saying, when was the last time you turned on the news, watched it, and went, gosh, I feel so alive and filled up. I just want to go out and share the gospel with people. <laughs> yeah. Come on. I don't watch it. Part of the, I, I'm not standing up here saying I'm better than you. I'm, not, I'm standing here telling you that to have a non-fatalistic outlook on life is so possible. And that, and for me, that's one of the areas that I, that I get help in. That's just for me. Don't go turn on the news and be like, gosh, I hope Nate never finds out that I watch the news. That's not it. I read some news stories online. I do read that. I mean, like, I, I believe in staying current and in, on what's going on. You need to know what's going on. I get that. But when you veg out on Fox News for three hours, you are not setting your mind on things above, right? I mean, usually, I mean, just, I'm not trying to make a judgment. I'm just encouraging you that good news is found right here. If you want good news, just read the word of God. It's all, it's all good. All right. I hope no one feels condemned because that was not my intention. If you do, please read John 15, chapter three, see the part about being clean. Okay. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you, God, for uh, your presence, your nearness, God. Father, thank you that you invited us to remain in you. And God, that you didn't stop with the invitation, but you actually said, I'm going to remain in you as well. So we invite you to remain in us, God. We invite you, Holy Spirit, to help us to do these things, to meditate, pray, and be in your word daily, to be quick to confess and repent of sin and not, and not sit in it, sulk in it, and and just let it drag on or give the enemy a foothold. Father, that we would just cut it off right when, we, right when it's brought to our attention, that we would immediately fix it. And Father God, that we would become active and fiery members of our local churches that you've placed us in, your, your expressions, your body, your expressions of, of family here on earth, Lord. I thank you, God, for the family of God. Thank you for River in the Hills Church, for my brothers and sisters here. Thank you that you died to place us in families. Lord, give us grace. We need grace. Give us grace to remain in you, the true vine. Father, that we would bear much fruit to your glory. In the name of Jesus. We love you today, Jesus. And I pray, God, for mercy, grace, humility, overflowing love, for joy, and for dunamis power, Lord to flow through each one through the rest of this week, Father. Signs, wonders, miracles, God. I don't care where we're at. Lord, that you would show up in power. That we would show up so that you can show up in power. We love you, Jesus. Amen.